Welcome to the Fantasy Aceball Podcast. This is your host, Tim Kanak. You can find me on the Twitter at Fantasy Aceball. And you can find my written work over on Friends with Fantasy Benefits with my boy, Raymond Atherton, who helps me write. And today, it is just me, little old me, and Gabe Jenna. What's up, Gabe? How you doing? Hey, hello. I'm good, man. How are you doing? Solid. Gabe as Hedges Streamer. My, t- my toe is not so solid. I, I broke <laughs> my toe this weekend. I was probably I was probably three drinks in, so th- I would say that has uh, about fifty percent to do with my in- injury, and the other fifty percent is just having children that leave crap all over the house. And uh, I definitely took a toe or a, a chair leg in between two toes, and one of the toes went completely sideways. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, and there's no it, worse pain. It is swollen like a purple grape right now. <laughs> and I'm sure it is not helping that I am still jumping around on roofs all day, climbing roofs and ladders and going into attics with a broken toe. It's good for I'm you. sure you that's great it for off, it. right? Yeah, I got to climb it off since I'm climbing <laughs> roofs. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, how you doing? You're all healthy. No, no broken bones or injuries no, for you. No broken bones, man. I'm. I am. Uh, I don't do anything. I don't do anything dramatic like climbing around roofs. If I'm on a roof, someone's having a bad day, and it's probably me. Didn't you do the roof for your uh, like barn? No, I used to roof when I was younger, but I did not. I did not do the roof here. Oh, I still get on a roof about once a year. Somebody needs help with something, but it's never pretty, man. It's only a matter of time before I fall off of one entirely. Very uncoordinated. <laughs> Very big. Like an oaf. <laughs> Everyone is trying to picture Gabe on a roof now. It's bad. <laughs> All right. Let us get to the news. Uh, bad news for the Bravos. Raymond's Bravos. Max Fried is shut down for an unspecified duration of time with a forearm strain. And then Kyle Wright came out and said... He's basically, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be out longer than Max. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, so we have two pitchers for the Braves out for an unspecified, unspecified amount of time. Uh, Kyle Wright says it is going to be a significant amount of time, but who knows like how long either of those are. And Wright's injury. I'm try- what is Wright's injury anyway? I can't even remember. Um, it says, I don't know. Something. Kyle Wright is injured somehow. Two <laughs> Recall Danny Young. Danny Young? I've never even heard yes. of him. He's a left-handed pitcher. He is not very good. But. No bueno. Where's has, Mike Soroka? Uh, it looks like he's pitched primarily in relief. So I, don't, I guess he's probably not the answer for their starting uh, rotation. My, 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 my Soroka. Let's do it. Um, Aaron Judge is back. And I believe that the buy low window is likely closed with Aaron Judge coming back. So bye-bye, Bye-bye. Aaron Judge buying chances. Uh, same thing with Yuri Prez. Yuri Prez was just called up, and he's going to be starting versus the Reds tomorrow. Or, sorry, Friday. So when you listen to this, it'll be Thursday. So it will be Friday, tomorrow. When he starts, that is going to be must-watch TV, dude. Got a flame-throwing six-eight. I think he's six-eight, not six-seven. 
Uh, this is going to be good. One of the top pitching prospects in baseball. Uh, we just have Six, a eight, pitcher prospect. This is a string yeah. bean. <laughs> yeah, pitcher prospect carousel. We'll get into that later. But uh, this is fun news here for Yuri Perez. And you will not be able to buy him in Dynasty right now for any value at all. Unless he pulls a Brandon Fott, then you may be able to trade for him. <laughs> next, but right now, week, pre-start, good luck. Yeah. Luis Ortiz from the Pittsburgh Pirates was finally called up to replace Vince Velasquez, who went on the IL, and he pitched okay. Five innings, but only, and I think one run, but only one K. So are you buying any Luis Ortiz? So I think we talked preseason briefly in one of these podcasts. And, uh, man, I just, I, I feel like his canine is probably never really going to be anything to talk about. I mean, I think if, if he strikes out a guy per inning, that's, that's probably all you're going to get there. He, he struck out 29 guys through 32 innings at AAA this year. Uh, that's, you know, for a tip top prospect, like he's, you know, being touted as that's kind of a head scratcher to me. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to see what he does. I don't think he's ever going to, you know, do a whole lot in the strikeout department. Yeah. And he has great stuff. It's just a matter of putting it together. I think his upside is probably like a number three starter for the Pirates. He's not yeah. an ace by any means. And the best I saw him on top on prospect lists was around like 100 or so. So he was never like with the upper echelon guys like Grayson and, you know, dudes like that. Uh, this is a guy, by the way, I think is right up your alley. You feel like a Casey Schmidt guy to me. The Giants brought up Casey Schmidt. And he proceeded to hit a home run yesterday in his first game. Are you a Casey Schmidt guy, Gabe? I, you know what, Tim? I love Casey's Pizza. So uh, if he's anything like Casey's Pizza, then for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I don't know. He's exactly like Casey's Pizza. Here's my here's here's the the rub on on Casey Schmidt for me. Uh, you know, he's a guy that that you know his minor league batting average. I don't think it ever. He's not he's not above 300 hitter in the in you know in the minors, so that kind of makes me a little bit nervous. He doesn't really have the power, uh, you know, long term to, you know, to offset, I guess, his contact issues. The guy doesn't walk hardly ever, so he must not be one of your babies. Looks like his no, he's a his, he doesn't have much power either. Even though he hit the home run yesterday, so it's going to give people, I think, a lot of false pretenses on what they're buying just because they're going to say. Oh, he had a home run in his first game. He must be like Brett Beatty, but he does not have that kind of power. He is a defensive first player. Like he, by, by all records, this guy is like a gold glove Cowler third baseman. Now he'll probably yeah. never win one as long as Nolan Arenado and Cabron Hayes are playing third base in the same league as him. But um, he's upper tier defensive player here who had, who could probably I want to say he's a potentially like in his peak, maybe like a uh, 270, 280 ish hitter with 20 home runs at best. So, like, you're not going to get a lot offensively here. And there's not really Probably any better, speed either. So, better real life player than a fantasy player, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have yeah. value. I just, I, I don't, I don't get really excited about him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think Cabron Hayes without the speed is probably a pretty good comp for him. Yeah, but um, that's just that's offhand. Yeah, 
Uh, Mason Miller had a big forearm scare. Everyone thought he was about to get TJ. Everyone started crying all over the Twitter bot. Uh, but it appears that there is no structural damage at all. And Oakland is not even going to put him on the IL. Hmm. They're going to have him throw a bullpen. And if he's okay, they're just going to let him make the next start. So <laughs> everyone was freaking out. Oh, Mason Miller forearm. See ya. Bye-bye. And uh, it seemed to be premature. So seems I don't bad. know if this is going to be like a Brian Bayo situation or if he's just going to get thrown right back in there. Which might be a Herman Marquez situation too. Herman Marquez mm-hmm. had some had some forearm injury earlier and a start against the Cardinals, and everyone was like, "Oh no!" And then I think he went, I think he missed a start or two, and then he everyone came back and he was like, "Yes!" And then it was like, "Oh no, never mind." <laughs> so it's, there's yeah. still some, there's still some, you know, I, I, that still gives me some caution. Uh, yeah, forearms are just scary. Also, Oakland, they may just be being ultra careful with him too we don't know how bad it was for all we know he just said oh i felt a little tingle or or hey like i'm sore or something like that and then they're like oh get him out of there get him out of there because this is a guy who has not been able to stay healthy since he's been in the organization like i think you mentioned it every time we talked about him that he only pitched 150 professional innings yeah like not even i think he was like 24 or something across like like eight years (laughs) yeah so nah, I was in eight years. I think he's I think he's been with well, the organization for like three years, but he only had like okay, twenty four yeah. innings. Or I'm something sorry. Like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was looking at college too. <laughs> the uh, guy had one one year he hit ninety two innings, but outside that, he's never he's never pitched more than he hit sixty seven innings in two thousand nineteen, and he hit ninety two in two thousand twenty one in college. The guy has never hit more than thirty innings ever in his life. Yeah. I mean, I think the best case scenario, best case scenario, if you own him this year, is that he hits like if he can stay healthy and get like 100 to 120 innings. That'd be a dream. That's yeah, that's the best case scenario, because that means in 2024, if you're in a keeper or dynasty league and you keep him, then you're looking at like 160 innings the next year. So that's that's probably best case scenario. Kind of risk. Yeah. I mean, really, isn't that every pitcher almost like I, feel yeah, like I like the innings eaters, though, man. I love the innings eaters, which I know is a dying breed, but yeah, there are many of them. You got even even Verlander and and Scherzer have been getting injured, so it's like you have yeah. Sandy and Bieber and who else? There's not many yeah, not guys like that anymore. Manoa yep. might be able to eat innings, but that's not the only thing he's eating. Ah, Lance <laughs> Lynn too. <laughs> 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 Carlos Gonzalez. (laughs) You just want to talk about food right now since you're fasting. I am sorry. (laughs) Carlos Gonzalez was sent down by the Guardians after struggling this year. This is one that we got right, Gabe. While I was in on Carlos Gonzalez last year, when I ran my F scores on him, I was like, stay away, stay away this whole offseason. And I'm glad because I have zero shares of him, and hopefully you do too. Yeah, I don't. That's excellent. Any shares. Yeah, just stay away from the Tim Anderson model of baseball, in my opinion. Doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. Um, Raymond's uh, third favorite pitcher, Spencer Turnbull. I just made that up, by the way. I don't know how. If, for all I <laughs> Raymond hates Spencer Turnbull. Spencer right Turnbull. Ashcraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right after Mitch Keller. Uh, oh, Sp- wow. Spencer Turnbull was optioned down for Alex Fido. Or is it F- Fido or Fido? Like. Fido. Hey, Fido. I think it is Fido. Like a dog. Hey, Fido. Uh, okay, that sounds a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah. He was optioned down for Fido. 
uh, <laughs> with a rough return from his TJ. He came back. He looked awesome before the TJ. And then uh, now he's like a 70 RA. So not great, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. He's only got one start so far, right? Uh, who? Two? Turnbull? Fido. No, Fido? Yeah, I think one. Everybody's favorite Canadian, James Paxton, is back for Boston. And he has not looked great so far. Big Maple. Yeah, the big maple. He has not looked great whatsoever in his minor league starts so far. I am kind of interested, though, to see what he does in his major league starts. So, I don't know. He was always a really good pitcher. Basically, his whole career, he was a lifetime ago. A, a very above-average pitcher. But, yeah, he has not pitched really since 2019. I mean, 2020, he pitched 20 innings. But, like... Really, he has not pitched any significant innings since 2019. And if you remember, too, he was a top prospect, and he was injured a lot in his early career, too. So he didn't even really – he didn't even pitch 120 innings until he was 27. So this dude had, like, a four-year run of being a really, really solid pitcher. And then after that, not much. So we'll see. It's a gamble for Boston. Might as well take it. They probably signed him pretty cheap. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Ryan Yarbrough was nailed in the face with a line drive and has been placed on the IL with head fractures. Ouchie. Not what you want to hear, Tim. Not what you want to hear. Yeah. For an, unspecified, okay. for an unspecified amount of time. Apparently, he's had a bunch of stuff done and they haven't really released all the damage. Maybe he's it's like the really. Hospital, which is it might be. Oh, is he out now? Yeah, that he is got good released news. today, I think. Yesterday. Man. Uh, it might be a while before we see him again. And I'm sure when we see him again, he's going to be wearing those one of those big puffy hats, right? Yeah, dude. He was, That ball was going 106 miles an hour off the bat, dude. That's, that's oh. scary stuff. I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he's alive dude, still. If, if I was a pitcher, I would be wearing a hockey helmet, like one of like the, the college hockey helmets or high school hockey helmets. With well, they do it in it. softball. Yeah, I would be wearing that for sure if I was pitching <laughs> majors. But then everyone would make fun of me, so maybe not. What's more important? Look cool when you're on the mound, <laughs> or have or, a head, <laughs> or or not, yeah, or not get destroyed in the face. Hmm. I don't know. Looking pretty cool is kind of important, especially if you have a stash like Spencer Strider. If you wear the cage, it totally takes away the intimidation factor. You would not be able to see Max Scherzer's scowl or his multicolored eyes staring through your soul if the cage was in the way. I don't think you could pay Max Scherzer enough to wear a cage. He likes. I think he enjoys the pain. No, dude. He, I'm surprised he even wears a hat. <laughs> uh, Luis Sessa was finally let go by the Reds. Ben Lively is up for now, but isn't very lively for your fantasy teams. I would completely ignore, but this might be a sign for your boy, Gabe. Abbott, Andrew Abbott, yeah. are you ready? I'm not because I don't have any shares on him. But Oh, dude, you've been there. talking about him. You have no shares. Even though I he's tried. No, I, I tried. I, I nominated him at an FAI, F, FAI but uh, I got beat out for him. Didn't you, I want to say, didn't you get, did you land Ronnie Mauricio when you put that one in? Yeah, it was the two of them. And I thought Mauricio was going to be the, the higher ticket. I put $2 on him and Abbott, I think, ended up going for three. I see. Well, you may have some good news here because I've heard the rumors on the street or that Ronnie Mauricio is going to be called up sometime in the next couple of weeks here. 
I saw he's still been playing second base at AAA, which isn't is good. Probably bad for Jeff McNeil, but yeah, I think that's a good a good call for you. I think you're going to be fine, dude, uh, with the Ronnie Mauricio share there. Uh, Kyle Hendricks was dealing at AAA. Your boy, when's he coming back, Gabe? Dude, I think that's so. That was that's the talk right now in Chicago. Is dude, I, I mean, I'm not exactly sure whose spot he's going to take. I don't know if they if they send Wes Newski down um, just to get some work, even though he's been dealing his last three or four starts too. I don't know. You know, you can't really – you know, they just gave Tyone all that money. They can't really send him down. Stroman's a stud. Steele's been dealing. Uh, Smiley's been dealing. I don't know what they're going to do there. But, yeah, he went five – I think five shutout today at AAA. I mean, and he, he was uh, – yeah, dude, I don't know, man. So, so Hendricks is a guy like James Pax. In. They, they, you know, they're similar in the fact that they haven't pitched in a while. But Hendricks has a model that is, a, you know, I'm a lot less worried about. You know, Paxton and these guys rely on their velo and and their stuff. And and Hendricks has never had that. He's never ever had that. And he's always, you know, he's but he's been successful for so long. And I think it just his, his Kyle Hendricks's model lends itself to a longer lifetime. And I think there actually might be some appeal if Kyle Hendricks is available somewhere, I mean, the Cubs are going to find a spot for him. He's, you know, he's Kyle Hendricks. He's a legend in Chicago. So somebody's going to get sent down or sent to their bullpen. Dude, he played last year. He had 84 innings last year. So he's only been know. gone basically since like halfway through last season. In July, I think he got hurt. Yeah. But he's tell old. Me you, he's tell me if you, so. he's not, no, he's only 32. He's or 33. So he's not even yeah. as old as you think. Yeah. Tell me if you like this cop. Kyle Hendricks is, Basically, the Cubs version of Adam Wainwright Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that comp, dude. And he's also he also mimics Jamie Moyer in a lot of ways. You know, he's a guy that can. You know, if Kyle Hendricks pitching when he's forty years old, I won't be surprised. He threw. He was throwing eighty-seven since uh, last time he threw ninety miles an hour was in twenty fifteen. Yeah, but he's up there. His, <laughs> there's no there's no dip, dude. Like he's got he's hitting 88, 89, You know, in AAA, like he's. He's the he's vintage Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> yeah, you know he, he was the runner up. In the do not do not look at Kyle Han- Hendricks' stat cast page. Look at this is a mm-hmm. results pitcher. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a results oriented guy. Do not do not go off the stat cast page. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, uh, he's a throwback. Yeah, for show. Rays DFA Chase Anderson right after they traded some cash for him. So I wonder how much that ca- you know. The cash got him six innings or something like that. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Mets have now signed Gary Sanchez to a minor league deal. After I think he's been this is his third team. I think this offseason. I think it was Giants, Angels, and now Mets. Hey, he went he went two for two with a walk tonight. To In the minors, Mets. yeah, Triple A Syracuse. All right. Well, there you go. What Sanchez he's going to be? Prince, he's going to be Alvarez's backup, I guess. I don't know. I don't know uh, what he's doing, dude. <laughs> but he's DH? I don't, I'm, DH? I'm, I'm, I'm 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 about as out as you can get on a guy on on the kraken he hit uh <laughs> in the minors at triple a for the giants he he hit a buck 69 or something like that with a home run beautiful it's a beautiful line buck 64 sorry talking about catchers uh raymond i talked a little bit about this last podcast but wilson Contreras not catching anymore hate it what cardinals are a train wreck Tim? Cardinals are a mid-air collision. Dude, I don't even know. Don't ask me. 
This pissed piss me off so much. But now the Cardinals, even though they're getting destroyed by the Cubs tonight, they had won three in a row, which is a minor miracle in itself. But now the Cubs are beating them nine to three, so it ain't happening tonight. Uh, I'm sure you know because Wilson Contreras uh, is is calling so many bad pitches from the dugout that uh, that's why the Cubs are destroying the, the Cardinals so bad tonight. Dude, I I cannot believe my eyes. Like I knew that Wilson Wilson Contreras had some pitch calling issues. That was why the Cubs. I mean, they were out on him. Like everybody, anyone that followed baseball knew that the Cubs weren't going to re-sign Contreras, and you know they just had the book on him from his from you know a pitch a pitch calling standpoint and i've i've read some articles saying that the the cardinals thinking that they could you know sign Contreras with his you know deficiencies he's a bat first guy he's he's proud he's you know he's just he's not yadier molina and i and there's some some system uh they they they're accrediting the cardinals organization with a little bit of organizational arrogance thinking that they could you know, sign Contreras, but dude, I just can't believe they didn't give him longer than 30 days. <laughs> I don't know. No, well, he's mad. Well, this is, he's mad. He, this is the problem is that the Cardinals pitchers all suck except for Jordan Montgomery. And none of them want to admit it because they all have big egos. Yeah. So this is the problem. They all suck and they want somebody to blame. So they're blaming so they Wilson blame Contreras. Their, they're blaming their but look now, Wilson Contreras. Wilson, yeah. So Wilson Contreras is not catching today, but the Cardinals pitching has given up nine runs, and Jordan Montgomery even pitched today. Uh, yeah. Montgomery didn't give up the nine runs; it was the bullpen. But um, mostly he gave the up bullpen. At least five of them. Yeah, he gave up five, but the bullpen is giving up four. Uh, but so anyway, Kisner is catching, not Contreras. Uh, so you know, I don't know. I think that the pitching that they have just sucks and they're looking for a scapegoat and it's way easier to just blame the new guy than anything else. Under $100 million addition. Dude, he's mad. If you could play the Cubs every – I mean, he's, he has, like, torched us this series. If he played yeah. the Cubs every every game, he'd win the MVP. <laughs> he's been fit, hitting fine. Uh, Arenado is he's the just, one who's been yeah. hitting poorly for the Cardinals. But, um, yeah, Contreras has been hitting fine the entire season. And, actually, his catching defensive F4 – was like sixth in baseball or something like that. Yeah. So I'm, he was I, out of I'm all so out of out of all the catchers, he was he so far this season in his thirty games or whatever, he was ranked sixth defensively, and he had thrown out and, and also as a cannon, he had thrown out I think the highest the highest percentage of base dealers in baseball to date. Before I, he got, I'm confused, man. Canned. I don't I don't see how canning a guy like that. I just don't get it. I understand needing a scapegoat, but. Man, this is why. <laughs> this is why, though, because Adam Wainwright is it was is there, and Jack Flaherty is there, and they're blaming Contreras. And the funny thing is this: they're saying, "Oh, he needs to work harder. He needs to be in the meetings." Blah blah blah. All of them went to the World Baseball Classic except for Contreras. He was like the only guy that is like him and Steven Matz. All these other fools, uh, Michaelis and Wainwright. And uh, who else is there? They were pitching in the World Baseball Classic. They weren't even in spring training. Uh, yeah, I think he, he. I think he was. He might have been. Uh, so I don't know. Probably it's, was. <laughs> it, all these guys go to the world. Yeah, all these guys go to the World Baseball Classic, and then they expect Contreras to know how to call their pitches when he never worked really worked them. Um, but anyway, all this did was they they were able to hide Tyler O'Neill going on the high L. I think that kind of like got swept under the rug, like no one's even realized Tyler O'Neill's gone. So Phantom Isle stint right there. Uh, <laughs> His trade value is cratering. <laughs> yeah. See you. See you, Tyler O'Neill. All they need to do is have him come up and hit a few homers and trip or on the way up, just have him hit a few homers and triple A and trade then they him. can move him for something. Yeah. 
Uh, Jose Miranda was optioned down to AAA, talking about AAA. Uh, so bye-bye, Miranda. I was waiting for Julian to get the call, but it doesn't look like it. Um, looks like it's Kyle Farmer coming back. Ricky Tiedemann has bicep inflammation. He's going to be out for a little while. Not really sure how long he's going to be out. And I think that's all. Oh, you know what? Gabe, you brought this one up right before we started recording. Tyler Glass now, in his second rehab start today, was taken out after one inning with, what did you say, it was side soreness or something like that? Yeah, left oblique or left side soreness or something. Not good. Oh, not good. Yeah, not good. Tyler Glass now in his maximum nine innings pitched. Good thing I bought him in TGFBI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, dude, like every pitching prospect, like all the guys who are in like the top 300 of pitching prospects are almost all up now. And none Except of the hitters are court. coming up. <laughs> like none of the hitters are coming up except for Cor- like the only hitters up are the guys who started up Gunner and Corbin Carroll. Like nobody else has even come up. So it's kind of interesting to see all these pitchers come up. Yeah. Except for Libertor. So we're going to do a little pitching prospect. Would you rather, which we're stealing from Eno. <laughs> so uh, here, I'm going to give you some choices and I'm going to try my best to put them in a comparable order. Are you taking Grayson Rodriguez or a Hunter Brown game? Oh, man. Dude, I think I would probably still take Grayson at this point because, you know, he's Grayson Rodriguez, but uh, I'm going to go Grayson. I have kind of a cheat answer. I would pick Grayson in Dynasty and Hunter Brown in Redraft. Hunter Brown, I think, is... Yeah, I think he's got he's more on top of his control right now, and Grayson has better stuff ultimately than Hunter Brown does. So I just think that right now, if I'm playing in a redraft league, I'd prefer Hunter Brown. But long term, I'm still going G Rod. Dude, the organizational differences there too, man. The Astros are the top of the top when it comes to pitching development, and the Orioles are the bottom of the bottom. I, I know that I mentioned that you're here probably tired to hear me say that, but I just have to imagine that that, that plays a, a role too, I think. Yeah. Faux show Hunter. Yeah. I mean like the Astros, everyone they touch turns to gold. Uh, Hunter Brown. Isn't there a next one? Hunter, Hunter Brown or Bryce Miller. Hunter Brown. Ooh, you know what? This one is really rough for me. Hunter Brown or Bryce Miller. I think, I think I might, well, you know, I don't, I think I'm going to go Hunter Brown still and it's, but it's really close. I, I was very, I'm kind of lean. I think Bryce Miller might end up being the answer. I'm just, I yeah, it's just Hunter more Brown risk. It's around. way more risk. Yeah, it is way more risk. And a lot, like you, when you talked about the organization and it's like Seattle's bad at developing pitchers, but the Houston is so good at it. That I think that gives Hunter Brown the edge to Bryce Miller yep. for me, but it's very to me it's very close. All right, are you going to take the man of the hour, Yuri Perez, or are you taking Bryce Miller? Uh, man, I mean Bryce Miller's shown that you know he can pitch in the majors. Uh, you know, although it's been I don't know how many games, two games I think he's had two starts and he's dealt in both of them, so it's hard not to take him. But I think Yuri's probably got the a more attractive track record. I don't know, man. That's, that's tough. I'm gonna go Yuri. 
Yeah, I think this I'm cheating again, I guess a little bit. I, I would go Yuri in Dynasty and I would go Bryce Miller this year. But that one's also yeah, Yuri, one. Yuri could go back down, you know, this year. It's not like we've got any guarantee yeah. of him being up for any long, you know, any period of time. The Marlins have all the pitchers. All right, let me give you this one then. Yuri or Hunter Brown? Well, for redraft, for sure, Hunter Brown. Uh, man, I might stick with that. I might stick with Hunter Brown in Dynasty too. I don't know. I just I want to see more out of Yuri before I would, you know, stake my wagon to him. I think Hunter Brown's going to be a guy for the next five or ten years. Yeah, you know, I think they're both going to be awesome. That's a really tough one, too. I think I am going to also stick with Hunter Brown. I trust, even though the Marlins are awesome at developing pitchers, I think that the Astros are even better. So I'm really, really, this is organizational trust here. Because I think Yuri has the better stuff long-term, but I just really trust that the way that the Astros use their pitchers, groom their pitchers, teach their pitchers, develop their guys. So I'm going to go. So also Hunter Brown on this whole list of guys that you've, that you got listed here, Hunter Brown's got almost 60 innings pitched in the majors and none of these, most of these other guys, you know, don't even come close to that. So that's, that's a big deal too. I mean, the guys had more than a cup of coffee and he's got the pedigree and he's got the organization. Yeah. Okay. Let me give you this one. Are you going Taj or Yuri? Ooh, I'm kind of of that that was so fast. That was so fast. I'm I'm going Yuri. I'm a homer for Taj. (laughs) I'm going. I'm going Yuri over Taj, 100%. Yuri over Taj. Yeah, I might be wrong. I need Taj to be a guy. I think I'm going to go Yuri over Taj in both in redraft and in uh, dynasty. I gotta hate Tim. I gotta hate. (laughs) <laughs> not meaning to not meaning to okay so since you're so high on Taj are you going Taj or Hunter Brown Hunter Brown okay there's the line um, <laughs> Hunter Brown's my guy on this list I think it's gonna be hard for me to take a guy you know I guess Grayson you know I obviously I think I already picked Grayson over over Hunter Brown but uh Hunter Brown is gonna be hard to match up against any of these guys and and not take him yeah how about Miller versus Miller? Are you going Mason Miller or Bryce Miller? Uh, Bryce. Just because Me too. Of Mason Miller's injury. What we've discussed. Yeah, potential injury problems. Yep. Okay. So next next grouping I have here, uh, the Cleveland guys. Are you going Tanner Bybee or Logan Allen? Man. I want to say Bybee, but I think... <sighs> I think I'm going to go Logan Allen. I don't know. Ooh. That's that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. It's really, really close, dude. <laughs> you know what? Don't feel bad because I am also going to go Logan Allen between the two. So again, this might be one of those little things. Um, I just think that Logan Allen is the lefty that they have and he's going to get the better run. And that's redraft and long-term. If you look at their rotation, it's all righties except for him. And then even like Gavin Williams is also a righty. So, which is their next big prospect that's going to come up. 
So that factor alone lets me bump Allen up a little bit more because I think that's going to help him playing off of everybody else because they don't have any other lefties in the rotation. Um, so talking about now Logan Allen, are you going Logan Allen or Mason Miller? Sorry, dude. Give me one minute. No worries. I, I will answer that. I'm going to go Mason Miller, I think, over Logan Allen right now. Uh, even with the potential injuries, as long as he's healthy, I'm going Mason Miller. And I'm most definitely going Bryce Miller over Logan Allen. Um, Brandon Fott, he has just been so bad. I don't even know what to do with this guy. Now, I wasn't as high on him as some of the other people were, industry prospect type people, but I was high on him to an extent. Like I expected this guy to come up, get a lot of strikeouts. I did think he would have some Homer problems because he showed in the minors, but I don't think it's going to be to the extent of what we've seen so far. I still think this is going to be a guy eventually, but I think it's going to be a guy who has some Homer problems. Maybe like a la what we're seeing from Brady Singer right now. So sorry. Uh, I'm back. No worries. My kids talking about on the air. Just, oh, <laughs> Oh no! It's good. It's I, a good I, tooth to lose. <laughs> yeah, ch- ki- ki- kids' tooth, child's tooth. I, dude, okay. I'm falling apart. I lost a tooth the other day too. Like, oh, just, nice. Or, See, that's or a not bad a whole tooth, tooth to lose, Tim. Not not a whole tooth, but I, I chipped it. I literally, I'm flossing, and my <laughs> tooth chips. I'm like, what is going on? Broken and you're toe. <laughs> yeah, broken toe. Tooth gets chipped. I think it's I need TJ on my on my elbow. It's because you're like, continuing to bench 300 pounds while you need Tommy John. Those ligaments don't repair <laughs> themselves like they used to, Tim. Do you think that affected my tooth? Probably. My, <laughs> robbing the my whole body you. just like, stop it. <laughs> you're in Slow your down. mid-30s. You're in your <laughs> mid-30s. Stop working out. Eat some cheeseburgers. All right, what were you hating on? Were you hating on uh, on Bobby Miller? I'm sorry. I no, that. Brandon fought. Brandon fought. Okay. Okay, so where are you at on Brandon Fott? You going you're going Fott or Mason Miller? I'm gonna go Fott just be dude, I'm Mason Miller, I'm I'm I don't know. I'm just I'm that's way too much risk for me. I I'm sure that he has the you know, the upside that you know over Fott. You were saying were you comparing Fott to Brady Singer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And man, Brady Singer is probably the worst pitcher in start and the worst starting pitcher in baseball right now. Uh, I don't know. I I I think that Fott's got the you know the ups the upside probably. So I'm or I'm sorry, he doesn't have the upside. He's got the the durability. I don't know that Mason Miller is going to be you know. I I just am not I'm not sold on him. I like Miller better, dude. I even with the injury. Wow, you're like a I, I think guy. You, yeah, but well, this is the thing is these home run problems that he's had in his first two starts have our track record. Like, if you look at his minor league record, this dude has given up a ton of home runs every stop he's been at. And, like, I think that we are giving him the benefit of the doubt of him of where he was playing because the Diamondbacks have some really crappy, like, minor league stadium, like, yeah, park factors. And so, like, I was kind of giving him that benefit of the doubt and just expecting that to kind of go away once he – got to a real major league team. He's been unplayable but, so far. Yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of bad luck, dude. 31% home run rate. That's even with his, with a guy who gives up home runs, that's not going to continue left on base rate of 56%. Uh, what is this fly ball rate? 
his fly ball rate is 51%. Like, I don't know. Some of these rates that he, that we've seen so far are unsustainable. He's not this bad. He is not as bad as we've seen. Yeah, but, but those are also I am, con- I am concerned. Watch. I, dude, he just reminds me right now of Brady Singer. I think he's going to get a lot of strikeouts. Gosh. He's going to have a good K to walk rate, but he's going to just get rocked every now and then. That's what I think he's going to be. Whereas, like, Mason Miller is just really good when he pitches. And yeah. I think Mason get, Miller is a better be pitcher hurt, but when he yeah. pitches. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, when he pitches. But we'll just see. We won't know. For all we know, Mason Miller is going to be healthy for, like, five years in a row. You know, we just won't know until we see it. So that's why, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, all pitchers are injury prone, like yeah. just inherently. So uh, next, let's get your boy, Gavin Stone. Where are you? Where do you throwing Gavin Stone? Who are you putting Gavin Stone in between out of all these guys that we've discussed? Um, let's see here. Man, I don't know. I, he he seems like he's got some – he just hasn't been very good this year. He's been, you know, prior to this year, I know he was in the PCL, but that, that you know, that didn't look good when he came out this year and kind of got beat up down there. So I'm kind of a little bit down on the guy. Let me see what I could comp him to. I comped him to Chris Paddock in my prospect thing. That's and I feel like that's – well, I mean, he's fastball changeup guy with like a killer changeup, just like Paddock dominated the minors <clears throat> and then comes up and has some struggles. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, he only made one major league start, so it's not like that bad. And yeah, he has not been great at AAA this year. I don't know what's up. Um, he may be coming up again for another start. I can't remember who, who at the moment, but one of the Dodgers pitchers I think is going on the IL. So, uh, it's very possible Stone's going to be jumping back up for another start. I've probably got him right in there with – I got him behind Logan Allen in front of the Bybee. Yeah, something something is just up with his stuff right now because his stuff, like his K percentage, all throughout the minors is like 35%, and then now it's down to like 24 in AAA. So something's, something's up with his stuff right now. It's not playing yeah. up. He might – I mean, for all we know, he's hurt. Who knows? Uh, he could just be hiding it. Um, dude, I'm putting stone. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm like going to tie him with fought yeah, or maybe someone. actually, you know what? He's under fought for me. He's the last guy on the list right now for me. Out of all the guys we've talked about, uh, where are you at on Gavin stone and Bobby Miller? I mean, I've still got Gavin stone above Bobby Miller. And I think the Dodgers do too. And that's. Yeah. I got, I've got Gavin Stone or uh, Gavin Stone had a Bobby Miller too. So I think I lost you, Gabe. But um, Bobby Miller, 3.8% K minus walk rate in only five innings and two starts so far this year. There's major reliever risk with this dude. Yeah, that's why. That's what I said. I said I think he's destined for a relief role. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Luis Ortiz, we already talked about. Are you taking Bobby Miller or Luis Ortiz? Luis Ortiz. Yeah, I think I am too. Um, Gavin Stone or Luis Ortiz? Probably Luis Ortiz. Oh, really? I think Gavin Stone probably has the higher upside, but I think that Ortiz has a safer floor. That's interesting. You're probably right there, but I think I'm, I would take the upside. Maybe I'm more risky than you. 
I take Stone ahead of Ortiz. I'm not I, very, I, I, I run from risk. That's why I lose in risk fantasy baseball, risk. I guess. <laughs> How many bonds do you have, Gabe? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All gold and silver. It's buried in my backyard. Uh, Matthew Liebertor. Were you throwing uh, Matthew Liebertor in the middle of all these guys? Well, I promise I think high, more highly of Matthew Liebertor than, I do, than the Cardinals organization does. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that this guy hasn't hasn't got a call yet. Uh, I don't know, man. The guy's dealing at Memphis, you know? Like, he's got seven starts, 39 innings pitched, 51 strikeouts. Like, why isn't this guy pitching in the major leagues? He should be with the stuff I he's got he kind of right got now. beat up last year a little bit when he came up, but I think they just don't he didn't have he, admit- he didn't have the same stuff last year, though. He's literally increased his velocity by, like, three miles an hour. I think that they're, they don't want to admit that they got roasted on the Rosarania deal. I don't know if they, well, yeah, they definitely did no matter what. It doesn't even matter. Unless Matthew Liebertor turns into Clayton Kershaw, then they got roasted on that deal because Rosarania is one of the best players in baseball right now. So uh, just like they don't want to admit that they also got roasted on the Yozuna deal because they traded <laughs> Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen for <laughs> freaking Marcel. Uh, makes me happy. That makes Gotta me take so wins sad. where you can get them. <laughs> Imagine if the Cardinals had those two guys in this rotation right now. I bet Wilson Contreras would still be catching. Yeah. That'd <laughs> yeah. <Well>, be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matthew Liberatore in this whole chunk of guys. I think, dude, I'm going to put him um, ahead of Brandon Fott with the new stuff. I'm going to so put him just right, right ahead of Fott, I think, at the moment. Ahead of Stone also. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably that's fair. What... There's probably a little bit of Homer in there. He hasn't so the thing with Liberator is that he he wasn't very good last year at any level. And so you're saying he's got new stuff, you know, improved stuff. He went to drive line. That's yeah, he, that's that's the thing. He went to so drive line. I don't line know like if all I'm all the good pitchers if, go. <laughs> so I don't have the insight on what he's doing now, you know. He just compared to what he's done, but basically, he's just he's throwing harder, and his his uh, breaking balls are tighter. That he improved his breaking balls because they're tighter since he has higher velocity. So, for me, he's like he's he's touching ninety eight right now as a lefty. Wow, wow, yeah. So for me, dude, he's one of those guys. Like you know, prior to all this stuff. Like, I, I don't even know that he would have a seat at the table with the rest of these guys, um, you know, just from a process. You know, like, if you look at his track record through the minors, it doesn't it doesn't measure up to most of these other guys that we've talked about. Mm, you uh, know, when the Cardinals traded for him, he was like the he was a top 40 prospect overall. And then the, he just didn't develop right with the Cardinals until this year. It's like, yeah, he was, finally he was 19 years old at single A. He was 19 and years he, old at single A when they traded for him. And then COVID happened. And, and to be quite honest, like I'm a Cardinals skeptic right now. My belief is that Libertor listened to the Cardinals coaches after they traded for him. And that's what made him worse. And then this offseason, he went to driveline and just did his own shit. And now he's good. That's like, that's the Cardinals skeptic in me that they're just doing everything wrong right now. And that's what yeah. it, that's the, that's the conclusion that it leads me to. So. Well, he has to, I would, he has to be up. If he keeps dealing in Memphis, he has to be up here. I would think in the next couple of weeks. All it takes is one more Steven Matz blow up. That's all we need. 
Yeah, or Jack Flaherty injury. Yeah, so we were going to talk about some other guys, but I don't think we have the time. We were going to mention Andrew Abbott, Ben Brown, Gavin Williams, Andrew Painter, Ricky, Ricky Tiedemann, who's hurt, and Mick Abel. But uh, honestly, all these guys are going to be under the MLB guys and the guys that are either up or close to be up, I think. Um, and I'm pretty sure you probably agree with that. But, you know, Painter, Painter is the man. It's all going to depend on if he's healthy. Gavin Williams, I love Gavin Williams. He might be one of the better guys on this list. Like, he could be up there with Grayson and Hunter Brown and next year. Like, by this time next year, we'll see if he even makes it up this year. So, Painter, Gavin Williams, those are, like, the highest upside guys. Abbott, and then your boy Ben Brown. Like, these are all really interesting names. So Ben Brown, Cade, he, he just got called up AAA, Cade 10 through 5 at AAA. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a guy, and the, and, the, and the Cubs pitching infrastructure is different than it used to be. I, I think that Ben Brown will be in the rotation this year. It's a couple injuries away, and I think he's already on the 40-man roster. So I think Ben Brown could be like a kind of like a Hayden Wesnewski. I know he hasn't really hacked it up to where everyone thought he was going to be, but I think that Ben Brown could be a fast riser. I, I imagine he appears on a lot of the midseason top 100 rankings. Okay, Cubs fan. So when Hendricks comes <laughs> up, who's Hendricks taking out of the rotation? Oh, man, this gives me headaches. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's got – I don't think you can take Wesniewski Sabat away from him, although they might be obligated to because they're, you know, the 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 commitments they've made to veterans like Tyone and Smiley. I don't know that they could – Smiley's a clubhouse leader. Uh, it's going to be Wes, dude. When Hendricks comes back, it, it has to <laughs> be Wes. But Wes has been stealing. Yeah, but so is, Smiley has been dealing. Smiley's mm-hmm. been like the besides Steele, he might be the best pitcher on the Cubs right now. He got he got beat up last time out. I think if Smiley gets beat up a couple more times, I think that he might be have a shorter leash because I think he's on a one year deal. He's thirty seven. Is there a shot the Cubs go six man? I wouldn't. I would not hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, and if know. they did I, that. I, I, I mean, Ben Brown is still an injury away at that point, too. Mm-hmm. Or a couple injuries away, because you still have uh, Caleb Killian down there and, you know, doing things. And Javier Assad, I saw him come out of relief yeah, yesterday, and he pitched like five six innings. innings out of re- yeah, yeah, he was awesome, like out of relief. So. Yeah, he was a stud. Yeah. Dude, the Cubs, know, the Cubs are going to be – I think that we're going to talk about the Cubs pitching infrastructure like we talk about the Astros and the Dodgers here in a year or two. I think they're just going to start turning guys out. Because they've got – I mean, like Cade Horton, they're they're, they're – uh, their top, their, I think they selected like number seven overall last year, and he's he's dealing straight filth too. Yeah, they have. I mean, they have an interesting team. I think the Cubs. I think I I, I was joking about it that the Cubs are gonna at the beginning of the season. I made a joke to you that the Cubs this year are gonna be the Pirates of last year, and <laughs> and I think you took offense to that. But look how good the Pirates <laughs> are now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> so good. Or the Orioles. I mean, like. They could be like the Orioles, but the thing is, the Cubs spend more money. Like they have like guys that they actually spend money on, unlike mm-hmm. the Orioles and the Pirates. So they're they're like those teams they're with better. more money. They're a big market club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you're gonna get into some moves that I made this week, real quick before we get into. Uh, we're gonna go on many deep dives on five hitters and five pitchers each. I guess we'll get it like two minutes a pop. Uh, so moves I made this week. TGFBI, I added a $1 Dylan Carlson for Joey Weimer. CBS Memorial Magazine League, I added Bryce Miller for $28. It's a $100 budget league. was super happy with that. Connor Wong, I added for $0. Chris Taylor, I added for $0. Matt McLean, I added for $0. And Jordan Westberg, I added for $0. Then I dropped Steven Matz, Jordan Diaz, 
and Jose Quijada. And of course, Jordan Diaz proceeded to hit three homers yesterday. So ha ha ha. Um, and I saw you, Gabe, picking up Matt McClain in the Dynasty League, dude. Heck yeah, dude. I got to have my NA spot filled. <laughs> that's the only guy. That's the only league I do not own him in at this point. Uh, OPL. I added Ron Marinaccio uh, with Raymond in that league, too, for $1. He's stud. Yeah. We, literally, we had two relievers. All of our other relievers are on the IL. So we only had two relievers on our team. Um, Will, Will Smith and uh, Giovanni Gallegos were our only relievers. And Fantasy Baseball Invitational, last week I made zero moves. But Raymond just made a big trade in FIA today. He's selling. I'm selling. Both of our teams suck. Your team is okay. Your team is the best out of all of ours right now, Gabe. Yeah, I'm but, selling, um, dude. I just traded Classe <laughs> for uh, for Brendan Lau, low second baseman. Dude, I thought that was a good trade for you, actually, because I, I think I think he's good. Um, His back is flaring up, though. Like he hasn't yeah. been very good the last nine games, and now he's got back injury, and that's like what derailed his entire season last year. So yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, really, seventeen dollars for that player if he is healthy is a good. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good own right there. So I think it's a solid trade. But um, yeah, Raymond just made a big trade. Trade, I think he traded like Verlander and Seager for Painter and some other and uh, Jackson Churio and yeah, 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 yeah. Jackson Churio and Painter were the headliners. Yeah, there's someone else too. I can't remember. Uh, whatever. I'll let him talk about it next time when he's on. So, anywho, let us get into our little mini deep dives. I'll let you start, Gabe. Your number one hitter that you wanted to talk about is Ian Happ. Tell us. So, I don't have a whole lot more to say about Happ than I already have said. Uh, he's just, he's not a guy that that gets a whole lot of love in any sort of ranking system. Um, but he's, you know, he was, he's just replicating what he, what he showed he could do last year, especially in the second half. I mean, he's, he's got a, almost a 900 OPS. He's got four homers, four steals. He's not going to be – he's never going to be, you know, a, a top 30 or 40 outfielder. But he's right on the edge. And he's, he's – I, I just think you could do a lot worse than him. Um, he's not he's, – he's outside the top 100 rankings in just about every system, uh, you know, as far as player-wide player wide go, or, you know, like player-wide pitchers and hitters. But he's he's just quietly putting together another really really good season on the north side, and I think that he's uh, he's better than the ranking systems uh, have him rated. Yeah, dude, you, this is a good contract. One of the things about Hap that I want to highlight is his plate skills are greatly improved this season. So number one, his contact rate is up to seventy six percent. That's a career high. Number two, his walk rate is up to almost nineteen percent. That's a career high. Number three, his K rate is down to 21%, which is a career low, which is a good thing. Number four, his chase rate is a career low 23%. So all of those, he's just getting better across the board. And he also has, I want to say, oh, never mind. I was going to say his EVs are up, but they're they're pretty consistent. He's been pretty consistent with EVs throughout his entire career. So um, basically, if you're getting the same power and speed that you've always gotten with him with better contact and plate discipline skills, that's a solid buy right now, I think. Yeah, and he's not—he's not. I don't think it's like a buy high necessarily because this is just who he is. Yeah, but he's getting better. Is my point. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. is his best season that he's had of his yep. career. So he's, he's getting got better. The pedigree. Yeah. Okay. My number one guy I want to highlight because we never talk about him on the show for some reason is Wander Franco. Yeah, Wander Franco this do. season, dude. Wander Franco right now has seven homers, and he 
including today, he has 11 steals. He just got two bags today. So, uh, plus, he's hitting 310 because he is probably has the best hit tool in all of baseball. Him or Vlad had the best hit tool in all of baseball, I would say. And on top of it, he is barreling the baseball this year. So his first two seasons, his barrel rates were 4.9 and 4.6%. This year, he's got a 10.9% barrel rate, which is leading to a 246 ISO. Now, last year, at the beginning of the year before Wander had that injury, we saw him hitting for some power, but then he got hurt, and he really never got the power back after that. This might just be new Wander. And remember, this dude is only 22 years old. Man, I have no shares of Wander Franco, and I'm really sad about it. And I just wanted to bring him up. I think Wander is breaking out before our eyes, and we have barely mentioned him in the show, if not even. So we needed to yeah. talk about some Wander Franco. That's good. It should give Gunnar Henderson owners some light, too. I think that I'm not saying Gunnar Henderson ever has the billing that, that uh, Wander Franco has, but he's kind of got the same profile. And uh, it's got it's kind of encouraging to, to see a guy like this, you know, break out. Yeah, same profile, more or less, but worse, worse hit tool, better plate skills, I think, with yeah. Gunner. Kind of like reverse yeah. the hit tool and the, and the plate discipline tool. So he stole two bases today? That's awesome. Yeah, he's on fire, man. He, he's killing it. All right, your boy, your next boy you want to talk about, another cubby, Christopher Morel. Yeah, I'll, I'm too much of a homer here. So at AAA, uh, Morel was just destroying it. He had 11 homers, four steals. A 363, 463, 835 line, and he's eligible at every position except for first base and catcher. So, and then he homered and he homer he had a home run and a steal in his first game uh, last yesterday, I think was his first game. And I don't know what he's done tonight. I don't think he's done a whole lot. But this is a guy that hasn't gotten any attention nationally from any sort of prospect ranking service ever, really. He made the jump from double A last year to the major leagues and uh, man, with that power and speed combination, if if that's even, you know, if, if we even get half the power and half the steals, you know, and, and half the, the line, you know, and with his positional eligibility, I just think that he's going to be a fantasy darling. For me, um, I think he's just all power speed. He reminds me so much of Dylan Moore because his hit tool is pretty bad. So until we can get some evidence of a better hit tool, that's going to concern me. Maybe some Adelise Garcia light? Mm, Pre-breakout. Because Adelise <laughs> that's is like, like the best player in the game right now. That'd be like, yeah, that'd be like, way, uh, yeah, like way light. I don't know if he has that kind of power speed. Um, my guy that I wanted to talk about, Vinny P. I think Vinny P has been getting hated on for, for like no reason. Like, people are like, oh, Vinny P is not doing what I thought he was going to do. Look, the dude is hitting 287, 376, 529 right now with seven jacks. Now, he only has 19 hits tonight. He only has 18 runs and 19 RBI, but that's not his fault. Like, he cannot control that the team around him is not getting on base and is not driving him in. But Vinny P is doing everything that we wanted him to do. 243 ISO, 9.2% barrel rate, 91.9 average exit velocity. The dude is hitting the ball hard. The dude is getting hits. The dude has played skills. He's got it all. It, it, there's nothing wrong with Vinny P. Vinny P is A-OK -okay and is doing exactly what we bought him for. The problem is the Royals. What do you think, Gabe? Yeah. I think that he – I would comp him to, like, Anthony Rizzo in his prime. 
I think he's going to have the pop. He's going to have the plate discipline. And, uh, man, I, I just – I can't get enough of what this guy is doing. He went three for five tonight. I mean, I, I think this is the real deal. And I, I'm not saying that he's going to pass Bobby Witt up, in the, you know, as the best hitter on the on the Royals, but he – he might just pass up Bobby Witt. He's not going to have I think speed, he is. obviously. I think he's a better hitter than Bobby Witt, dude. I think Bobby Witt is yeah. a better fantasy player because he has speed. Yeah. And so Bobby Witt is superior for fantasy baseball. But I think like if I was building a real baseball team, I may want Vinny ahead of Bobby Witt, to be quite honest. I mean, he plays first base. That's the one thing. But like I would want that bat in the middle, of my, like hitting third, third, second, third, fourth in my lineup. Like I would love that, man. Could be like honestly, you, you, we could be looking at like a lefty Goldie without the speed. That's yeah. kind of what he reminds me of. Um, Rizzo. yeah, Rizzo. There you go. Boom. Um, Brent Rooker is your next guy. Talk about Brent Rooker. Well, I just, man, I, this guy is—he's one of the best hitters in baseball right now too, and his Savant page is super sexy. I mean, he's hitting the ball hard. He's—he's he's, his plate discipline skills are off the charts. He's not chasing anything. He's walking a ton. He's barreling the ball at 97%. Uh, I don't know, man. Is this guy for real? He's 28 years old. You know, this is the first the first year I've ever heard of the guy. And and here he is, you know, one of the best hitters in baseball right now. What do you think? Yeah, I had heard of him. I had heard of him because I remember back when he was with Minnesota. And I remember, like, looking at him a few years ago when he was with Minnesota. Had to be. 2020 it had to be like the COVID year or something or 2019 20 or yeah it had to be like the COVID year but I remember looking at him in Minnesota and just thinking this is a quadruple A type player I was like this is the guy who kills it in triple A and then comes up to the majors and just can't is is, is a bench bat he's just a bench bat but the A's are so bad that this is the place that all those quadruple player A players should hope and wish they get traded to so they can actually get some run and try to become the next Brent Rooker, which is exactly what happened. If this dude was with almost any other team in baseball, he never would have gotten the shot and never would have been able to prove that he can translate those minor league stats to the majors. But now he got the shot and he's doing it. It's like, if I am a 25, 26, 27 year old triple a player, please, please trade me to the Oakland A's. <laughs> like that's, that's what I'm thinking, man. But like, yeah, I don't know. He, he might be for real. Like the numbers, like you said, look legit. Um, I mean, I don't think he's going to keep doing what he's doing. He's not going to have a 200 WRC plus. He's not, you know, Mike Trout, but um, he's going to come down to earth a little bit, but I think he's going to be a good player. I, I don't, I would not necessarily be selling high unless someone's going to trade you a superstar for him. So that's where I'm at on that. Cody Bellinger talking about Cubs, dude, even I'm picking Cubs. This is like the Cubs, the Cubs uh, hour or whatever here. So Cody Bellinger, I had to talk about. He is back, man. Seven homers, nine steals. Even though he's done absolutely nothing in this 10-3 route of the Cardinals. He's like 0 for 5 or whatever did it, 1 for 5. But uh, he's hitting 291. Um, he's not walking as much as he did in his prime with the Dodgers. But the, this is the thing is... He's hitting the ball hard with the Cubs. And I think it's just a change of scenery thing. I think the change of scenery really helps. I would not say he's fully back to MVP Bellinger, but he is like 75 to 80% of what he was, which is yeah, a great buy awesome. from Cubs. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Like he's on pace right now to go like 
25 25 or something like that <laughs> so yeah, yeah. crazy and i think that i was actually reading an article today i don't think that the i don't think he's even got a shot at being re-signed by the cubs because the cubs have so many outfield prospects coming up and i think he's if he continues this i mean we're looking at a brandon nimmo type deal you know eight years 160 million or something like people are going to pay people are going to pay for this guy if you know if he puts up any you know if he goes 2020 he's going to get a 150 million dollar deal just because of his track record yeah so is he going to get traded at the deadline then do you think if the Cubs are trash, I think he's a lock to be traded. If the Cubs, I really would like the Cubs not to sell. I don't like thinking about that. But if the Cubs sell again, I think that he's, yeah, for sure on the block. Mm-hmm. The, the Dodgers are going to trade Gavin Stone for Cody Ballinger at the deadline. Hopefully they throw Jason Hayward <laughs> in there too. Yeah, that'd be funny. Uh, dude, you want to talk about J-Rod? Let's talk about J-Rod. Well, what's going on with him? Like, he's like... I, I actually haven't seen him play at all this year, so I don't know how he looks at the plate. But he got dropped to the sixth spot in the lineup, and it's just – it's kind of discouraging. And, and honestly, him and Bobby Witt are both kind of going through struggles. And, you know, going into this season, it was like, man, Julio Rodriguez and Bobby Witt are, you know, the, the next – this is the next, you know, Juan Soto, Vlad Guerrero Jr. you know, type players. But – it hasn't happened for either one of them. And, and Julio is, is suffering even more than Bobby is. And he's hitting the ball really, really hard, but he's striking out a ton. And he's, Dude, I think his batting it's all bad luck. It's his all bad MVP luck. He is like 270. All of his metrics are basically in line with last year. This is the only difference. His BAPIP is 253. That's the difference. Last year at a 345 BAPIP. So he's almost 100 points. What he under on Babbitt, which would bring the average back up. Which, if you're making contact and have a higher average, that means you're also hitting more homers. So, to me, it's all just luck. Literally, all the metrics are exactly in line with what he was doing last year. I don't see progression, and he is striking out slightly more than last year. But he struck but besides out a lot that, last year too, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The, the the main thing is just the Babbitt. He's he's unlucky. A guy with his speed should have a three thirty to three fifty Babbitt. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And and on top of it, he's a righty, not a lefty, so he's not going to run into shift. Well, like he might be a good buy low to talk about then, because I, you know, I feel like not that he's going to come cheap for sure. I doubt anyone is selling Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, maybe. I I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be cheap, but (laughs) if there's ever you talk about the window and Aaron Judge being small. I didn't even think there was going to be a buy window on Julio Rodriguez at all this year. Like there's no shot dude. And maybe there still is no shot, but there's a lot better shot now than there was. Maybe next guy, Christian Walker, dude, this is one of our guys. And he had such a slow start again this year. He got dropped in a couple leagues I was in. Yeah. He had such a slow start again this year, but uh, I had his splits up not too long ago. Sorry, one second. I lost it. Okay. So, here we go. So far this month, and it's May 10th for the record, he has five homers, and he's hitting 400. (laughs) So, I I, I was looking at his last 14 games, and he's just been killing it. He's going to be fine. He had a slow start last year. That lasted half the season. This slow start was one month. Now Mm -hmm. he's already on fire again, and he's on pace for 30 homers again. So yeah, Christian Walker, he's going to be fine. Yeah, if you can get him, go get him. Buy him low if you can. 
Some people might be down if they're looking at his overall numbers. Bye, because he's hot right now. So that's my advice. Miguel Amaya, another cubby. What's up? Yeah, so I'm not going to talk about him a whole lot. But he is he's a guy worth knowing. Uh, he's been completely his, – his development has been completely washed away. He was a casualty of the COVID shutdown. And then he was – I think he even had Tommy John or something. He had like a, a really significant injury, and he was out for a year plus. He missed out on so much development. But he was a top 100 prospect a couple years back. And he's a catcher in, a, in, a, in an organization that doesn't have a catcher long term. And the pitchers just raved about him. He got sent down again today. Uh, but the pitchers raved about him. He wasn't completely hapless at the plate. He's never going to be a, you know, uh, he's not going to be Adley Rushman. But he could be, you know, a light-hitting version of, you know, what's, he's, obviously Adley Rushman's not a good comp. He's, he's nowhere near that. But he's a, he's a Cal Raleigh, you know, I think for sure. Yeah. He could be Cal Raleigh out of nowhere. Well, he can't be hapless because Hap is on the Cubs for four more years. So, hey, ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lars Nupar, the man, the myth, the legend. I'm just going to read his triple slash. 288, 430, 425. 430 OBP. That's what I've been talking about the whole time. That is Yes, this is why you want Lars Nupar. And this is why when the Cardinals were not leading him off, I was so mad. This guy would be the leadoff hitter for this guy's the leadoff hitter for the best team in the world when Japan won the World Baseball Classic. Like, just put him in leadoff. He's gonna get a ton of runs. Even when the Cardinals are when, once the Cardinals offense actually starts going, he should get a ton of runs. Uh, he has been hitting the ball on the ground a little bit, but I think that's gonna change some. He's gonna be hitting the ball in the air more. He's at a, almost a 60% ground ball rate this year. But over his career, he's closer to like 40% on the ground, 40% in the air. So I think that'll change. He's just still getting back from the thumb injury. I don't even know if it's bothering him still. And I mean, he's up there with Brendan Nimmo. Yeah. And he's got speed and power, which Nimmo doesn't have. So he's like a way better version, like a way better fantasy version of Brandon Nimmo, in my opinion. Uh, Then you got on here, last guy, Javi Baez, former Cub. Yeah, you know me. Uh, so I think I, I texted you guys his slash line. Uh, let's see here. So he's got in the last two weeks, he changed his batting stance. Looks nothing. It's completely unrecognizable to the hobby bias that folks know about. About two or three weeks ago, he changed his batting stance. He's got three homers, three steals. He's got an 829 OPS over that time. And he's getting, he's getting some counting stats. It's just, it's a guy to keep an eye on. He, he just came up for auction in the FAI. Like he's, everybody's thrown this guy out. He's you know, just garbage. And so you could get him for free. He's probably on the waivers in a lot of leagues. I just think he's worth a second look. That's all I got. Yeah. He's hot right now. He's back. He's trying to get traded. Raymond, Raymond is all in. Raymond wants Raymond Javi Baez to be so out. good that he, that they can, yeah, <laughs> that they can trade him. I don't know if he's that good, but I think he's useful in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Pitchers, your boy, Yanir Cano. Talk. What the heck, dude? Uh, who is this guy? He is, I mean, he is like the second coming of Liam Hendricks right now. I mean, he is just absolutely dealing. And he reminds me more that... of Devin Williams, dude. He reminds me more of Devin Williams because of that friggin' changeup that like goes the he complete walks, opposite way. He walks no one. He gives up no hits. He's not allowed to run yet through 17 innings. He's got 21 Ks. He's got eight 
holds, so he's still not the guy in Baltimore. But this guy just came out of nowhere for me for sure. Like I didn't know who he was, and he's no one did. No, yeah. he did nothing in his whole career. I mean, he was 28 years old last year in AAA with a mediocre line. Crazy dude. Dude, you the gotta guy did something. Some, yeah. Something about him, man. He's he needs to be owned, and he is now. I'm sure he's owned in every format now. Uh, it's just impressive. Yeah, for sure. So the first guy that I wanted to talk about is Logan Gilbert, because this dude has had major strides this year, in my opinion. So Logan Gilbert on the season has a 26.4% K rate which is career average is 18.7. So this is more in line with what he was doing in the minors, where he had like a 25% K rate in the minors. Uh, his CSW is up from 25 the last couple of years. Now it's up to 28. So he's doing something better to get pitchers swinging at his stuff outside of the zone because his chase rate is way up, which is really good as a pitcher. This is also a guy who's always had phenomenal control. So the whole thing with him has been improving the stuff to get more strikeouts. And he is doing that this year. His Sierra is 299. His XFIP is 290. His whip is under one. Logan Gilbert is uh, G, dude. I think most people probably had him rated around like the 40th pitcher. But this, to me, is a top 25 top starter, 20. I think. Yeah. yeah I um, by the way, he has, a new, he has a splitter, which is like his new pitch. And the splitter is 95th percentile CSW with a 33.8% CSW on it. So that's that splitter is what's getting these swings outside the zone, I guess. That's what's making this difference for him. Yeah. Your guy. I'll, your I'll next guy. Him, yeah. He's right there. Your next He's guy. Right there with him. Staying with the Mariners, George Kirby. Dude, he so he's walking, he's probably he's not walking anybody. He's not striking out as many guys as you'd like to see. But his contact is the contact that he's giving up is is really really poor. He's giving up a lot of poor contact. He's not walking anybody. Uh, I I just think that he's uh he's worth a shout out because he's he's kind of breaking out this year. I think. Yeah, I I love George Kirby too. Like the Mariners pitching staff is so fun to me. Yeah. And even with Robbie Ranger, like Luis Castillo is awesome, and then they've got Kurt. They've got. Gilbert and Kirby and they have Bryce Miller. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So much fun there. Uh, next guy on my list, Chris sale sale is back, dude. He's back. He had a couple of rough starts at the beginning of the year. People were dropping him. Everything is there right now, except for the ear. If you look at his ERA and his whip, you're like, who would want this guy? Six thirty seven ERA and one forty four whip. They, yeah. But, they got feasted on a couple of times. Yeah. But there's all luck. He has a 21.2% K minus walk rate. He has almost a 30% CSW. He has a 351 Sierra. Like, this dude has over 11K per nine and only a two-something walks per nine. He should be owned in every league. The velocity is there. He's throwing almost 95 on average. And, you know, Chris Sale sw- slinging it from the left side. Uh, yeah, slinging it. His slider right now is ridiculous. Um, he's back, dude. Like, just Chris Sale... If, if he's available in your league, go get him. If you can get him cheap, go get him. He's back as a top 35 starter at worst, in my opinion. And he could be uh, top 25. He could top 20, 25 starter pretty
pretty easily this season the rest of the way. Yeah, dude, there's nothing to suggest that he's not going to age the same way as Verlander and Scherzer. You know, like, I mean, that's 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 his profile, and he's he's a cut above the rest. He always has been. You know, he's like the... Uh, got that. He's, he's a scissor cut above the rest. Oh, burn. <laughs> You're just laying him off for me right now, bro. <laughs> I tell you what. Hapless. Jokes are cut above the rest. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the broken the broken toe really brings it out of me. You wouldn't want to be one of his jerseys, but you might want to be one of his fancy owners. <laughs> All right, uh, your next guy, the infamous or the famous Mitch Keller. Yeah, I wish Raymond was here to talk about this guy. Uh, man, he is, I don't know, he's, he seems to be breaking out. And this was a guy that I don't think anybody really had pegged to, to you know, really amount to a whole lot. But... He's he's striking out a, a lot of guys. He's not walking very many folks. His, the contact he's given up is, you know, is really really weak. Uh, I just think that he's he's he kind of came out of nowhere. I think for probably a lot of folks. I mean, I knew who he was, but I had no interest in him being on my fantasy team prior to this year. And now he's uh, he looks like he might be a dude. What do you think? Are you buying Mitch Keller right now? Or you, do you think this is for real? Mm, I think that he's solid. Like, I'm on the train that I I don't think what he I don't think he's as good as he's showing right now because the pitcher that he's showing to be is like a top thirty or forty starter, like 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 literally two seventy two seventy two ERA one hundred nine WHIP twenty point seven K minus walk rate. That's a top twenty five ish starter right there. I don't think he's that good. Whereas he might be a top forty five starter. I would I would project him in the top forty forty five. Like a couple weeks ago, I did my top 55 starters. Was that, or was that only a week ago? I'd probably put Mitch Keller right in that, that last tier right now with the rest of yeah. those guys. So, pretty cool. Yeah, dude. So, I'm, 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 I guess I'm in. I guess I'm in. Unless you're calling him an ace, I'm in. Um, next on the, the old list here, Zach Eflin. Eflin is, and we talked about this the whole preseason. I was like, the Rays spent the most money ever that they've ever spent on a player, on Zach Eflin. Like, this guy's going to be a guy. Look what the Rays do with everybody. Look what they do with Springs. Look what they do with Rasmussen. Look at him now, dude. 23% K-minus walk rate. 31.4% CSW. 3.14 Sierra. Eflin right now is pitching like a top 30 starter in baseball. Like, he's basically... He has some. 93. I mean, like, basically, Eflin is like... is, Is putting up the line... That like Lance Lynn did in years past is basically what he's doing. Like if if you're looking at like yet last like past years, your Lance Lynn, your steady ratios guy, your awesome number three type starter in fantasy, that's exactly what Zach Eflin is doing right now. Like, and you could have gotten him at like as your at the number one hundred starting pitcher or whatever. I have him in so many leagues, and I'm so happy that I have him in so I wish many. I leagues. had him in more. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, dude is the man. And uh, his sinker, by the way. It has a 96, he's a 96 percentile sinker with a 36.8 percent CSW. So that sinker is killer. His curve has a 36.4 percent CSW, and his changeup has a 33.3 percent CSW. So, just like how I was talking about Braxton Garrett uh, quite a bit earlier in the season, three elite pitches sinker, curve, changeup. He's got all three. I would argue that the buy low window on him is still open too, because of his, you know, being older, he's kind of not having a great track record from a fantasy perspective 
I think that there's a lot of guys. If I didn't, I mean, I own him in one of my leagues, and if I if I hadn't listened to you talk about him, I wouldn't. And I'm, I'm yeah. glad I do. But I think that you could probably get him pretty, you know, not cheap at this point, but I bet people would still be willing to consider what they're doing a sell high on him. Yeah, for sure. Well, everything he's doing is legit. I'd be buying on him. Your guy, Phil, Ma- Phil Matone. Let's talk about more relievers. <laughs> Phil Matone. So I actually, uh, I forget what league it is that you and Raymond are in. Is that the magazine league? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm assuming maybe this guy's owned already. I don't know. But he's he has put together, uh, he's been really, really solid this season. He's got, I think he's allowed one run, maybe maybe two, through 18 innings. He's got about uh, nine. He's starting out about one guy per inning, 19 strikeouts. He's just a guy that is probably not on a lot of radars right now, but he's quietly putting together. I think he's ranked in our Dynasty Darlings League. I don't even think he's owned, but he's ranked at like number 30 overall, probably because of the holds he's been getting. If you're in a holds yeah. league, I think that he's a lot more valuable. Yeah. Faux show always with the holds. Yeah, he's he's a guy to watch, one hundred percent. My guy, he's next guy. Yeah, exactly. Next guy, Lance Lynn. So Lance Lynn, I'm going to talk about him. He's another guy with a six ERA, six eighty six ERA, but everything under the hood is there. I am pro Lance Lynn right now. Twenty percent K minus walk rate. So you see what he did still, today. Yeah, he got bombed again by the Royals. <laughs> Yeah, he got bombed, but is I don't even think it's on him, dude. I something's up. I think I think Wilson Contreras is making some get bad calls behind the plate or something. Because it, it just doesn't make sense. It's gotta be it's gotta be Wilson Contreras, man. Because he's got a twenty percent K minus walk rate. He has a twenty nine point four percent CSW, which is actually a career high for him. Uh he has a three seven Sierra. So why does he get bombed like that when he's got a three seven Sierra? 20% K minus walk rate. None of that makes any sense whatsoever. I don't know. It, maybe he's tipping the pitch because something is obviously off with the with you know him getting shelled like that. But here's some stats for you. He has a 360 Babbitt. That's really, really high. He has a 64% left on base percentage. That's really, really low. And he's got a 22.5% home run to fly ball rate, which is double, more than double his career average. So I think there's a lot of bad luck in play here. And especially with this shelling against the Royals, I think now is a really good, I, right now is the best time. He's going to be dropped a lot tomorrow. Dude, you get, yeah, this is my point. You can get a top 40, 45 starter right here for basically free at this point. Like go buy Lance Lynn if you can get him. That's, that's what I believe. Yeah. Well, I'll take your word for it. I don't know that I'm going to buy him anywhere. I might pick him up off of waivers if he's dropped tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you can get him, do it, dude. Uh, Drew Asmussen, that's your last guy. Talk about Drew. Yeah. So kind of the same vein. Uh, he, his savant page is super sexy. It's all red. Uh, the, guy's, the guy's been lit up twice. He got lit up against Toronto, which, of course, is the Blue Jays. And he got lit up against the Astros, which it's the Astros. But pretty much every other start that he's made this season, I don't even know he's allowed a run. There's been four starts he hasn't allowed a single run. And I think that he's still, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a buy low window on the guy. I don't know. Maybe a lot of people aren't selling him still because I think he's basically my narrative is he's a complete stud still. 
but he's had a couple of bad outings that kind of bring him down. And I don't know, there's probably some underlying metrics you can give me that, uh, that I'm assuming that he's had some bad luck baked into that also. But I just think that he's a guy that's still a complete stud despite being lit up a couple of times. Yeah, dude. I mean, I agree 100%. I'm going to, I'm trying to bring up the ratios right now to back them out. But this guy, the first few starts of the first four starts of the season or whatever was just destroying people. He is doing exactly what he did last year, actually a little bit better. So he's fine, 100% fine. Sierra is lower than last year. CSW is higher than last year. Cam minus walk is higher than last year. Anytime that a really good pitcher gets blown up, if you can buy them and the metrics are all still there, do it. You know, like one blow up or two or two, one or two bad starts is nothing. It happens to the best of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially against those lineups. Yeah, exactly. Um, Paul Seawald, all I want to say is he's been one of the best relievers in all of baseball this year. And if you were expecting Andres Munoz to carry you through saves, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm sorry to say. I think Paul Seawald has a grasp on this job. He has a 28.6% K minus walk rate right now, 32.5% CSW. 253 Sierra. I think he's going to hold on to the closer job in Seattle. Uh, so if you're expecting Munoz to come back and get saves, I don't think it's going to happen. And then the last guy I want to talk about here is Mackenzie Gore. This is a guy that I want to talk about because I need to eat some crow. I was completely wrong about him, dude. And I don't know. I can't remember where you guys were at him. We didn't even really talk about him much this offseason because I usually write the rundowns and you guys never really threw him in there. Um, I think Raymond mentioned him maybe a couple times to give Raymond a little credit, but like I was so out on this guy. I thought he was toast. I thought there was no chance he was going to do anything. He was so bad last year once he came back from the injury, but he has right now an 18.4% K minus walk rate. He has a 29.4% CSW and he has a 383 Sierra. That's like top 60 starting pitcher stuff right now that we're seeing from Mackenzie Gore. He might actually be there, man. Um, he just needs to rain in the walks. He has a really high walk rate. The walk rate right now is 12%. If he can get that walk rate down to like 8% or something like that, this dude is going to be a stud. And not to mention, I know some of you guys like the ground ball rates. He's got over a 50% ground ball rate this year. And he's doing all this with a 17.4% home run to fly ball rate, which is ridiculously bad, and that's going to regress down closer to me. So I was wrong about Mackenzie Gore. If you can get him, I'd be in on him right now. What do you think, Gabe? Dude, I I would I'm right there with you, dude. I was I was completely out on him. I just nothing about him, you know, looked good. And uh, he was part of the Soto return, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was one out of like yeah. five guys. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, dude, he's you know, he, and I remember it hadn't been that long that he was talked about in the the tip top pitching prospect circles. Also, it seems like. Dude, I love yeah. it. I like seeing him come out. I, he, he's still only 50% owned in, in Yahoo leagues. So Yeah, he, he should be owned in all 12-team leagues. His CSW, he, here's another 330-plus CSW pitch guy. His fastball is a 30.1% 30. CSW. Curveball is 35.5, and changeup is 30%, even though he only throws the changeup 1%, so maybe that one doesn't count as much. Um, but... What he's doing is working, and he's got a couple elite pitches here with between the, the fastball and the curve. Um, so, I don't know. I'd be buying Mackenzie Gore if he's available. 
So that's all I have to say about that. And Gabe, why don't you lead us out with a Gabeism because Raymond is missing. Well, I don't have any good isms, but I do have a shout out to one of your boys, uh, Genesis Cabrera. He's got a 38% K rate and uh, he's in the 91st percentile for XERA. Dude, he's he's just, I mean, he's not getting the late innings looks because the Cardinals have so many good pitchers in the back end uh, with Gallegos and what's his nuts. But I don't know, man. You're, you're watching this guy way more than I am. I mean, he's, this this should be a guy that we're talking about, right? I mean, as far as relief pitchers go. Yeah, and hold, and the thing is, it's like, it's in saves leagues, it's just so hard to roster ratio relievers. Yep. But in, in super deep leagues, like you just picked them up, I believe, in Fantasy Baseball Invitational, mm-hmm. that is a good buy in a league that is a points league. So you're solid on that one, man. Like, that was a nice buy. So it just depends on your league format, really, with a pitcher like that. But dude is back. He had a really bad year last year after a really good 2021. So I think he's back. And there's going to be uh, – you know, he's, he's just fine. He's fine. So As fine as any Cardinals pitcher is. Come in. Yeah, exactly. All right, that'll wrap it up. We'll see you next time. Peace. See you, Tim. Bye.